This is Jim English, and welcome to my podcast called The Who Gives a Shit Files. And I'm talking about my favorite team, but my lack of favorite subject, which is the Lakers. And this is my third podcast on the Lakers, and the reason I'm doing it is because they've hit a new low, even for them, and I'm going to talk about that. But first, I want everybody to know that this is dedicated to a good friend of mine, Thomas Carter Lee, Tom Lee. And he's been a friend of mine since 1977, and we worked at the same company, in the same industry. We played basketball together. The man plays ferocious defense, and he could really nail a left-handed jump shot. He was quick. He was smart. However, his next assist will be his first assist. And he's played a lot of basketball, and he's 70 years old now, and I think his basketball's career is over. And guess what? He's going to end his career without an assist in all those minutes of playing basketball. Now, Tom was born and bred in Virginia, which is the heartland of Dixie. And Tom is a true Southern gentleman, and he is a descendant of the legendary and great Robert E. Lee, who was head of the Army of Northern Virginia, which was the biggest and proudest army in the Civil War for the South. And the man did an incredible job. He unfortunately did not win the war, but he gave it his best. And Tom is a direct descendant of his. And even if you look, at Tom and and pictures of Robert E. Lee, you can see the resemblance. Yet Tom, who hails from the epicenter of the South in Virginia, is a Yankee fan. I kid you not. Robert E. Lee is doing backflips in his grave knowing that Tom Lee is a Yankee fan. One of his descendants is a Yankee fan. I mean, you know, how can somebody from the South, I mean, the guy's got to be a traitor, right? So how can somebody from the South root for the Yankees when Virginia fought the Yankees in the Civil War? I just never really got that, but it is what it is. So anyways, before I head down any other rabbit holes, I want you to know that this is dedicated to Tom because I'm going to talk a little bit about Jerry West, and he's the one who sent me an article about Jerry and how the Lakers treated him. And this will be later in the podcast. Now, the front office of the Lakers is they're putrid and reprehensible. They are totally inept, and I stated in a previous podcast that they are stupid and they suck, And I stand by that. But not only that, but they are also huge cowards and blaming everybody else for the woes of the Lakers when they should be looking in the mirror because they're the one that assembled this roster. And from now on, I'm going to be referring to Jeannie Buss, Rob Palinka, and Kurt Rambis as the Three Stooges because that's what they are. They are the Three Stooges. Now, before I explain the cowardness and finger-pointing that is the Three Stooges, 
I'm going to talk about their current season a little bit, which is not good. It's not good at all. Lakers are 26 and 29 and ninth in the West, and they are sinking quickly. They are three and seven in their last 10 games. Now, LeBron, here's some food for thought here. LeBron has played for 19 seasons, and this late in the season, he has never played on such a poor team in his entire career. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? The worst team ever. And by the way, the Cleveland Cavaliers have a much better record than the Lakers. As a matter of fact, Cleveland Cavaliers were supposed to finish second to the last at the beginning of the season. They, had, they were supposed to have the second worst record in the power rankings. And now they're third in East and a, definitely a playoff contender and definitely a contender for the conference finals. They have a good core of young players who play hard and they're smart and there's a bunch of them. There are a bunch of them. And Evan Mobley, I think, is going to be Rookie of the Year, Darius Garland, and they have just a lot of players. Now, if this team, these young players, and they have eight players that are under the age of 24, if they had LeBron, they'd be the odds-on favorite to win the NBA championship. And i got to tell you, LeBron would be in a situation where he could win more rings than Michael Jordan, which may make him, according to some, the best player in NBA history. And I have to tell you that LeBron is having a great season. It's not LeBron's fault that, that the Lakers are really not doing well. He's averaging 29 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. He has got a shot at winning the scoring championship at age 37. Astounding. Oldest, would be the oldest player to ever do it. And the problem, though, is his supporting cast is so old that they fart dust. They are sold. By the way, that's what my son used to say about me. Dad, you're so old you fart dust. So I thought I'd use that in the podcast. And I'm sorry I'm being repetitive, but this bears repeating. The Lakers are not only the oldest current team in the NBA, but they're the oldest team of all time. Oldest team in NBA history. And, I mean, why don't we search the nursing home to get players? I mean, this is ridiculous. And how can anybody expect the Lakers to be competitive with the oldest team in the NBA history? The fans the front office, the team itself, they can't be competitive. I mean, we're talking about 82 games and five playoffs with old legs. I mean, it's not going to happen. We can't be competitive. We may win a series, but I doubt it. We'll probably end up either out of the playoffs or in the the play-in games. We're just too old. Now, it didn't have to be like this. Because LeBron could be playing with the following players that are in their prime that the Lakers drafted within the last six years. And I'm going to run through them real fast. Brandon Ingram, all-star. Julius Randle, all-star. D'Angelo Russell, all-star. Enough said about them. They're leading their teams 
They're really great players. All of them were drafted by the Lakers. Now, we also have Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year, reigning sixth man of the year. Lonzo Ball, 15 points, five rebounds, five assists, a really good player. Avanki Zubac, you know, 7-1, eight points, eight rebounds, one and a half blocks a game, could control the middle with Anthony Davis being brittle and hurt all the time, he'd be essential. Josh Hart, great player off the bench and leads the league constantly in rebounds for guards. Just an excellent player. Larry Nance, eight rebounds, eight assists, one and a half steals, one and a half blocks a game. An extremely versatile defender at 6'9", can guard the wing, can guard centers. I mean, he would be such a good addition to the Lakers. And we could have Kyle Kuzma, who we traded for Westbrook, and I'm going to talk about Westbrook in a minute. And he is a good perimeter defender. He gets hot. He can shoot from the outside. He plays hard. DeAndre Hunter, 6'7", 23 years old. We could have him on our roster. These 10 players are all in their prime with young legs, and just about all of them plays very tough defense, and they're very smart as well. They're very smart players. And with this roster that we had drafted, if we hadn't you know, pissed them all away, if the Three Stooges hadn't pissed them all away, we'd be competitive contenders with LeBron and, and these people. We wouldn't need a brittle Anthony Davis at all. We would be really good. But that's not the way it is. Instead, let's take a look at what we have here with our current roster. And they are Carmelo Anthony, 37. I mean, you know, all these players, by the way, were really good players in their prime, but they're five to ten years past their prime, which makes them obsolete in and in the NBA, there could you know one or two of them to come off the bench to spot would be okay, but not a whole roster full of them. Carmelo Anthony, thirty-seven; Trevor Ariza, thirty-six; Wayne Ellington, thirty-four; Dwight Howard, thirty-six; LBJ, thirty-seven; DeAndre Jordan, thirty-three; Russell Westbrook, who I'm going to talk about in a minute, is also thirty-three. I mean, none, and by the way, none of their young players are really worth a damn, excuse my expression, none of them are all-stars. None of them are going to be part of a core that you can build around an NBA team like the dynasties do. They draft core teams, and they build around those. They infuse a couple of free agents, but none of these are going to be really good players going forward. In fact, I don't think any of these players will be NBA starters except for Malik Monk. He's the only one I think has the potential to be an NBA starter. And guess what? He's on a one-year contract. He'll be gone next year. He's not going to want to hang around the Lake Show. Rob Palinka, Jeannie Buss, and Kurt Rambis have done nothing but destroy the Lakers' proud brand. And this hurts me. It wounds me because this is my favorite team. And it's been this way since I've been a little kid, when they moved out to L.A. in 1960 from Minneapolis. And, you know, I'm talking about the present now. Now, the future looks even worse. 
we have no chance of establishing any sort of Laker dynasty in the future. I have to tell you, if I were LBJ, I would get out of this Laker basketball abyss. I mean, the keepers of the brand, Palinka, Bus, and Rambus, have left us with nothing for the future. Nothing. I mean, what are we going to do? We're going to build around a brittle Anthony Davis. He's terrific when he's healthy. He is among the you know the scoring leaders, the rebound leaders, the block shots. But the problem is, he's hurt every year. He's going to go down twice a year, and he just we just can't depend on him. I'd love to depend on him, but we can't. And you know our our hope would maybe we could sign. You know maybe we'll be poor, and we will have a situation where we'll be able to draft a, a, a young player. But the problem is, is we always trade them like we did Ingram and Randall and D'Angelo Russell for aging superstars. And there's no reason to think that these idiots that are in the front office wouldn't do the same thing. So... I hold out very little hope for the future until the Three Stooges are gone. And what we have now, now I'm going to talk a little bit about the the team, the front office team, who blames everybody but themselves. And the first person that they're pointing the finger at, rather than looking in the mirror, is they're blaming Frank Vogel, their coach. Now, you have to be kidding me. Frank Vogel is an established coaching entity and has an excellent and proven track record of playing great defense. And defense wins in the NBA. And what happened here is that the Lakers are currently 20th in defensive efficiency. Now keep in mind, this is a miracle considering how old they are. They should be last or maybe second to last in defensive efficiency, but this man is so smart that he can get these old legs to be, to play defense at a pace that is not the worst in the NBA. Uh, You know, it is hard to believe that there are 12 teams that are playing defense worse than the Lakers. He's done a stellar job of managing the defense given the roster that he is stuck with. And what happens is the the Three Stooges are blaming Vogel and they're threatening to fire him. I mean, why? A coach who is less experienced and less defense would be terrible, would be much worse so I just don't understand this, that, you know, don't fire Vogel. Fire yourself. Sell the team, Jeannie. Sell the team. That's the best solution. So now this, what they want to do is the Stooges want to dump Russell Westbrook. And they're saying it's his fault. I mean, what a joke. Russell, Russell Westbrook is doing what he always does. He's meeting expectations. So Russell, Russell, sorry, Russell Westbrook 
is averaging 18 points, 8 rebounds, and 8 assists while turning the ball over four times a game. He's fifth in turnovers in the NBA, and he's shooting 43% uh, from the field and 30% from the free throw line, uh, from the three-point line. And this is what he does. This should be a surprise to nobody. I mean, why would you bring somebody in and have different expectations than what he has done, that what his track record has shown. He is an explosive, passionate, intense, and he's a fierce competitor, and he gives you his best every night, and his stats are right where they should be. I mean, what were the Stooges expecting? Were they expecting Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Jimmy Butler? I mean, what were they thinking? It is unreasonable to think that a 34-year-old 6'3 guard is going to change. Uh, He is not a good clutch shooter. He does not shoot well in the fourth quarter. He is not that player. So why would you think that if you bring him in after being in the NBA for 13 years that he's going to change? I mean, it's just not his fault. And what are the Lakers going to do with his $40 million salary? Okay, I mean, not only to have, to have expectations that are different than what he's done his entire career is, is stupid, idiotic, but now you've decided he isn't working because he's not doing what you wanted him to do as opposed to what you should have known he was going to do. Now, how do you dump his $40 million salary? I mean, nobody's going to want him. I mean, they're stuck with him. There's no move in him. They have no exit strategy at all. I mean, didn't this dawn on anybody? Gee, what happened if Russell Westbrook doesn't work out? Is there something we can do? Is there a way we could get rid of him? Can we trade him for somebody? The answer is no. No. I mean, there's nothing that can be done. We are stuck with Russell Westbrook. And it is not his fault that we're, that that the Lakers are such a poor team. And now, so that's the finger pointing. And they should be pointing at themselves because the Three Stooges are the ones that screw this thing up. Now I'm going to talk about the perpetrating the ultimate act of cowardice that I've ever heard by a Laker team or any other team. Now, Jerry West is one of two of the most influential men in NBA history. The other is Red Arbach. And in the podcast before, I talked about how much I loathed Red Arbach, how much I hated his cigar, how much I hated the Celtics team. I hated his arrogance. I hated everything about him, but, you know, you have to acknowledge what he did for the NBA, profoundly influential about, you know, how he created modern offenses, what he did, all the championships he won, but uh, these two men really had an effect on the NBA for decades, and nobody else comes close. Now, I understand Michael Jordan, you know, was the man for the 90s. He did, 
he won his six championships, was really great. Bill Russell, I mean, he was the man of the 60s along with Will Chamberlain. They dominated it and changed the game. You got uh, Larry Bird and his Celtics compadres against Magic Johnson in the 80s. They, they were profound in how they influenced the game. Greg Pop- Popovich and Tim Duncan were huge in the 2000s. Now we got Steph Curry and, and Steve Kerr and the Warriors, which, by the way, Jerry West helped build. You know, they are, they are uh, you know, an amazing team and very influential. Steph Curry especially, everybody's shooting the three. He changed the game. But Jerry West, the logo, Mr. Clutch, has had an influence in the NBA from 1960 when he was drafted until 2022, which is right now. 62 years of momentous effect on the NBA and the direction it has taken. As a player, he, he reached seven finals and won a championship. He was also a, you know, a 10-time first-team All-NBA player, two-time second-team All-NBA player. He led the NBA in scoring, assists, and he was finals MVP. He averaged 27 points and six rebounds and seven assists for a career. And I also want to point out that his 27 points did not include a three-point line. And he was a mad bomber. He would have averaged two or three more points a game if there was a three-point land. In fact, my assertion, you know, you can say I'm wrong, is that he would have been the per-game leader career in NBA history if there was a three-point line. But his achievements as a player were pale in consideration of what he did as an executive. The man during his tenure traded for Shaq and Kareem, who won seven NBA championships between the two of them, and both were top five big men. Uh, he made trades for um, drafts coming up, and some of his trades resulted in getting Magic Johnson, Big James Worthy, and Kobe Bryant. I mean, these are three huge players, huge players, all-time, you know, all-time greats, top, what, 15? All these players are probably in the top 15, and Jerry West got them all because of the savvy trades that he made to get these players. Gail Goodrich, he traded for Magic Johnson. Vlade Divac for Kobe Bryant. I mean, come on. He was just like amazing as an executive. And he also drafted obscure players that nobody ever heard of, like Derek Fisher and Michael Cooper, who were totally unknown and became essential role players in nine championships for the Lakers. He was, without question, the most influential man in Laker basketball history and maybe 
NBA history. Without Jerry West, the Lakers would have no brand recognition. They may have a title or two, but not the 17 titles that they have now. Jerry West, without question, I think was the biggest and best executive in the history of sports and was singly responsible for the success of the Lakers. So what did the Three Stooges do to show their appreciation for the man who did so much for the Laker franchise? What they did is they rescinded his season tickets. Can you believe this? Jerry Buss, 20 years ago, Jake gave Jerry West season tickets. And what did the Stooges do? They took it away from him. That's right. The logo, Mr. Clutch, Mr. Laker had his season's tickets stolen out from under him. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And not only did they take his season tickets away, none of the Stooges, Bus, Polinka, or Rambus, had the nerve to tell him. And keep in mind that Jerry West drafted Kurt Rambus, so there's some history there. This, to me, is just reprehensible and pathetic. And the Stooges are cowards. They didn't even face him. They couldn't even tell him that they were taking his season tickets away. Can you believe that? I mean, it's just amazing. Can you imagine Boston, Boston's front office, taking away Red Arbach's season tickets or Bill Russell's season tickets? There's no way. I mean, I have to tell you that every orifice in my body wants to spew venom all over the front office. This is as low as it gets for the once proud Laker franchise. This cowardly act shows no loyalty, no class, as well as no wisdom or insight. I mean, the only one who could have saved the Laker brand and given us hope for the future is if Jerry West came back and they begged him to come back. They get on both knees. He's a loyal Laker. And you know what? If they would have asked him, I'm sure he would have come back. But rather than do asking him to come back and save the franchise, they decided to ostracize him. How stupid. I mean, you know, I, I'm sp- I, words cannot describe the stupidity and the arrogance and the idiocy of the Three Stooges. Jerry was the best thing that happened to the Lakers, and now he is gone, and I have to tell you conversely that Jeannie Buss, Kurt Rambis, and Palinka are the worst thing that ever happened to the franchise. We have no presence, no future, and no hope. And I'm hoping that Jeannie Buss will sell the franchise and let someone who is not stupid and doesn't suck and is not a coward revitalize the proud Laker team. Thank you for listening. This was a painful podcast, but anyways, thank you.